0: It is Friday, September 25th, 2015, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and Our Lady is continuing to come to us in Medjugorje and give messages to the world. Medjugorje is a special place. It's a place that's graced by the blessing of Our Lady's apparitions. The grace is present there, even if you're not present during an apparition. What you receive in Medjugorje is a grace that will last for the rest of your life. And actually, a friend of Medjugorje in the next couple of days is going to be heading to Medjugorje. He's going to be present during our uh, September to October pilgrimage. And uh, there is one pilgrimage left of the season as the October 27th through November 5th pilgrimage. And it was just released uh, just today that a friend of Medjugorje is also going to be present on that pilgrimage as well. So these are special opportunities. You know what you hear on these broadcasts. You know what you hear in the direction that you receive. Imagine receiving that in Medjugorje. So we can certainly invite you to do that. You can contact Caritas. There's information on the webpage. But as we begin tonight's broadcast, the friend of Medjugorje is going to speak to us about the message Our Lady gave today. We ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. The prophet Amos
1: addressed Israel. He said, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst of water, but of the hearing of the word of the Lord. They shall wander from sea to sea from north to east, they shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, but they shall not find it. Do you think scripture or past prophets, the things that they say, are dead history? If that's the case, why did the early Christians say that Nero was an antichrist. Why did they say other tyrants throughout history was antichrist, like Napoleon? Hitler. There were all forms of antichrist. And for each age, scripture speaks to us. And so Amos' quote is not sterilized, frozen in time meaning nothing to us, because we're in a moment of our time that Amos is here in the form of a woman, the lady, because that's the only place you will find the word of the Lord. She had to come. There was no choice. It's not an option. It's not being measured in the church saying, okay, it's worthy of belief. You can believe in it if you want to. It's not necessary for salvation. Lie, lie, lie. And if you hold that position and you're not in a lie, it's because you're ignorance, ignorance, ignorance. Look at what's happening. Look at the world. Thank God that he sent his only son 2,000 years ago, preceded by the Virgin Mary. And thank God today for his second coming, he precedes that with the Holy Virgin Mary coming back. Oh, is that too big to say? Is that too much to prophesize? I'll tell you, it is preparing for the second coming. The question is left, when? Five years, 50, 500 years, but this is by no doubt to be read and interpreted and understand for everybody from this point, June 24th, 1981, to this point, to whenever the daily apparition is in, that all of this is to feed the word to the famine that we're in. For now, while we're on an Antichrist system, where we have an Antichrist president, Yes, an Antichrist president. Never have we had one for abominable marriages. Never have we had somebody had the courage or the gall, it's not courage, to put in the meeting with the Pope, a person of non-gender or confused gender, a nun that's for abortion, a priest that's for abominable lifestyle, and he's not Antichrist. Napoleon wasn't such to that degree. Such a dysfunction mentality that only serves the work of the devil. But our lady's here to interrupt that. We're going through a practice play of a moment right now so when the final Antichrist comes, those Christians in the future will see what we did with the Queen of Peace who came to us to give us guidance in the famine, to point us back to the Word, to bring them to life, that we would understand it. We're in that moment. And you don't even see the beauty of it. Many of people, even those who've been to Medjugorje, they do not grasp, I add to that, those who are even leading certain portions of the Medjugorje world, do not grasp what's taking place. They still have not sufficiently changed the direction of their life. They're stuck in the mode that is just prayer, fasting, mass, these few basic things. When that's below zero, that's to get you to the point. That's why she said January 25th, 87, that God has a great plan for the salvation of the whole world. You must pray to understand what your role is. Three hours of prayer is necessary to begin to discover and put you on a path to grasp how significant You need to change your life in this direction. It's not enough just to go to Mass. It's not enough just to go to confession and fast and pray. You have to act. You have to become something different. Our Lady is creating a new Christian, new communities. The Jews in the 1967 war, actually it was Moshe Diane's wife, Ruth, said that we're creating a new Jew A new kind of community. One individual at a time. One family at a time. In one nation. And this is what I is here for. To revive. To resurrect. What the word and truth means. Because we have lost truth. We've lost it in the church. All the way to the top. And all the way to the bottom and that's what she said in her last message to us on the second i come to teach you truth no she said i come to teach you how to discern truth because people think they have truth but they don't and so here is our lady's words today september 25th This seems so simple so crystal clear so plain, so loosely given, but are profound to such a degree that she says that never in history are you receiving messages as you are from me since the beginning of the world. And you want to just read it, go back this way tomorrow. You're not going to contemplate. You're not going to sit there and look at these words and stare at it. If you don't do that, you'll miss the beauty. In this moment, and you'll be sick at yourself and kick yourself for it through lamentations.
2: Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's September 25th, 2015, monthly message to the world. Dear children, also today I am praying to the Holy Spirit to fill your hearts with a strong faith. Prayer and faith will fill your heart with love and joy, and you will be a sign for those who are far from God. Little children, encourage each other to prayer with the heart so that prayer may fulfill your life. And each day, you, little children, will be, above all, witnesses of serving God in adoration And of your neighbor in need. I am with you and intercede for all of you. Thank you for having responded to
1: my call. There's a lack of understanding of what our A says live the Mass. You get in your car, the daily communicants, they run down the store on the way, maybe, or whatever they got to do, go to Mass, have your routine and you're proud of being a daily communicant, that's beautiful, really beautiful. But what do you do the rest of the day? Is that beautiful? Are you living the mass? The mass is not a daily attendance of 30 minutes, oh, I went to mass. Some of those arrogant Catholics I know pride themselves on being daily communicants. And I know Catholics, that only go once a, once a week on Sunday. But they live the Mass all week. Why? Because they serve. Because they believe in living the Mass. The Mass is the greatest sacrifice on earth. It's replayed for us. Not in a play, but in reality. In that reality, we're to carry the Mass outside of the doors of the church and live Mass. And that's why there's some people, that go once a week, that are standing on more holy positions than those who are daily communicants. I was a daily communicant before I, we moved out. It's too far for me going to be able to do that. I love going to Mass. I would come out with a group of guys businessmen. they come out and be out the door, standing outside the church, cussing, slandering, talking about this, and silly, suggestive talk. Is that living the mass? Is that good to go to daily mass and be that way and not change your ways, your verbiage, everything you think, or confess when you fail? And so we think, well, I go to adoration. I do these things. I do that. What action are you take in adoration? You go in there for an hour and you just stand there and adore the Lord, which is greater, little children will be, above all, witnesses of serving God in adoration and of your neighbor in need. The scriptures tell us that God would rather have obedience than sacrifice. Adoration is so greater out on the streets then, when you're in a chapel praying before God, if you're meeting somebody's needs, or if you're bringing somebody to conversion, how do I measure that? Because all of heaven, all the angels, all the saints, everybody in heaven rejoices, scripturally says, over the return of one sinner, or the conversion of a sinner. And in fact, if you go to somebody, a neighbor in need, and you try to bring them to God, to Jesus Christ, and they don't convert, you still save yourself. If they convert, you save yourself in them. If you don't go to them and they lose, you lose. So what is adoration? I'm not discounting that. It's a beautiful thing to go to adoration. But we've got to change mentalities. Our lady's here rolling her sleeves up, she comes in a gray dress. That's a servitude sign. She said today, prayer and faith will fill your heart with love and joy, and you will be a sign for those who are far from God. She comes dressed in gray, just like a maid, a servant. Witness unto us, servant of God, in adoration of your neighbor in need. You want to be somebody? That's it. And yet there's so much with these apparitions, so much you can pull out a message. You can speak about days on one message. But in a commonplace, an environment that's inappropriate, our, do we really perceive beauty? Do we appreciate it? Do we recognize talent in our unexpected context? Has a lady come so routine that you don't know who she is and where she is and what she's doing? Oh yeah, she no, she's my mother. It's just one other thing. Just one of the things that's happened spiritually in the church. She is here because we're in famine. And when we have a famine of the word of God, then we got the word of Satan. And he's running and he's ruling. She said those words. Evil wants to come to rue. And then she says, Evil has come to rue. And she says, You can't stop it. She does add to that, but all together with my son, we will win. And so are you paying attention to her? Are you walking by without even thinking about what's taking place? The beauty of it all? Years ago, Joshua Bell, the greatest, one of the greatest violinists in the world, got a $3.5 million Stradivarius violin and went into a subway and played it. Laid his hat down to collect money and people passed by on the cell phones. Kids walked by, everybody did everything. They didn't do anything to stop and notice. Only six people out of 1,100 people who passed in an hour or so noticed, that, or not noticed, they just stopped for a few minutes to look. And so what took place? Nobody had no idea especially the thieves, that this man was holding a $3.5 million violin. And a few people put change. I think it was $32 or so he collected. Playing some of the most beautiful music in the world, Mozart. And it just shows that nobody appreciated it. They walked by just like the apparitions today. What's taking place? The bishops, the priests, the Catholic laity, the non-Catholic laity, the people, the non-believers, very few people up to this point has taken full notice of what Our Lady is here for. And I put in that context, even people that lead groups to Medjugorje, even people that are running the Medjugorje world, do not grasp in a full degree, nor do we, but I don't put this in the context of what I'm saying this in, that they... Stuck that we just gotta do basic things. This is way beyond what we have the context to see and appreciating our lady, what she's here for, and why she's here. And so, this true story, I wrote a book called The Second Greatest Moment in Time because this is what it is. The first was Jesus here. This is the second. Put that in front of the Pharaohs and Moses leaving Egypt, Adam and Eve. This is the moment. Because we know the second greatest moment in time is Jesus coming back, and we've been put on that schedule right now. She's here for that, the beautiful moment when this all comes, everything comes unravelled, and we make it through the Antichrist time, and Jesus stops things on the brink of everything. This is the moment. Are you not recognizing it? Are you letting it pass you by?
3: was a cold New York morning On that pack subway platform When he opened his case up He pulled out his violin And he played some Mozart He gave it his whole heart And he got to the best part He opened his eyes And they just passed him by they went on their way Walking my beauty Walking my beauty all day Here were kids with their iPods Bankers on cell phones Talking and texting While that sweet music played Caught up in their own lives Lost in their own minds Couldn't stop to throw one dime In his red velvet case Oh, they just passed him by Like he was in the way Walking by beauty Walking by beauty all day Where you least expected Like a bright yellow daisy Growing up through the pavement If we don't see the sunrise Right outside our windows It just makes me wonder What else are we missing that violin worth 3.5 million and got on the next train to Carnegie, Carnegie Hall and he played that same Mozart He tore out the crowd's heart when it got to the best part. There were tears in their eyes and he just had to smile. How much they were praying To hear him that night While they were walking by
1: She came today. Were you on your knees waiting for that beautiful instrument of God who comes and sings her words? Maria says her words come out like a song. She said they're musical, quote, something that can't be explained, the beauty. And yes, the song you just heard, Joshua Bell, he was playing his $3.5 million shot of ass. I wrote about this years ago. We just found the song today. Because it's an astounding story. He picked up the violin worth $3.5 million, got on the next train to Carnegie Hall and played the same Mozart to all those people there. And so the whole world passed by today, Central Time, 1140, the apparitions of the Virgin Mary. What were you doing at that moment? When you could open your heart to her, she could see her words to you, to the Holy Spirit, so that when they were read later, when you read them, you would have some connection to it. You honored her time on the earth. This is going away. You won't always have that. All those people in the subway missed the opportunity because they were so busy in their life, headed this way, headed that way, looking down at the phones, doing all kinds of things. And the short book I wrote about it, and it didn't say in the song. One little kid stopped holding his mother's hands and stopped the mother. He froze, listening to the beauty that she didn't hear. You know what he's playing? The Ave Maria at that moment. The little child heard that song. Something clicked in him. Something connected to him. Just like if you're on your knees today at that apparition. The blessing out it gives, you're more receptive to the grace And we're missing it. But he tore out the crowd's hearts. And when he got to the best part, they were in tears. And he just had to smile how much they were paying to hear him that night. When there were those walking by the beauty all day. Open your eyes because you're walking by beauty all day. What else are we missing? Walking by beauty all day. You're missing an opportunity. And whoa, it's so sad to the bishops. So gingerly do they approach Medjugorje. So much do they stay away from it or indifferent to it. You will regret it. I'm going to tell you prophetically. You will be in bitterment that you won't step out and support it. Don't approve it. We don't want that. God doesn't want it. Free it up. You better be listening for your own sake. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to be obedient to our bishop. We have a good bishop. He's a friend. But we're never going to stop doing and propagating the messages. Because this day is not going to come back again. This is the finale of Our Lady. Her last apparitions on earth. And so where do we go from here? Our Lady's words today can be meditated to the next 25th of the month message and beyond. Have you got everything you had receive out of this message today? Our Lady said something interesting. I am praying to the Holy Spirit to fill your hearts with the strong faith. Wow. 34 years of apparitions, and now our Lady's coming and saying, I am praying to the Holy Spirit to fill your hearts with a strong faith. Why? Because Jesus did the same thing. He ministered to them for 33 years of his life, three years in direct ministry, but building history upon the earth with his mother. And then before he died, he warned him and told him what was going to happen. And then after he resurrected, he said, go to the upper room. Where they celebrated the Passover and the Last Supper, and wait for the Holy Spirit. He prayed for them. And it' was the final thing that came to enlighten them. Peter goes out after that, converts 3,000 people with the other apostles. Here's our lady graduates. She's never said that before. She's never said, "I am praying to the Holy Spirit." She's only said one time. I'm praying to my son of all these years. So now she's moved the phases of Medjugorje that she is praying directly to the Holy Spirit, directly for you, for me, to have a heart filled with love, strong faith. Does that mean something? Certainly it does. First of
0: all, wanting to mention the nine-day bread and water fast that is coming up October the 7th through the 15th. This is an important fast. The community of Caritas throughout the year does several nine-day fasts privately. This is the fast that a friend of Medjugorje invites the public to join us for nine days on bread and water. And of course, for everything that's happening in the world today, the intentions of this fast are are particularly important. So it's an important thing to be a part of. You don't have to be afraid of doing the nine-day fast. You don't have to be scared of doing it if you've never done it before. Uh, but you do want to definitely call Caritas to sign up. You can reach us at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. There's information also on mech.com as well. But getting to the question, this period of time in the history of the church, there's a, the big synod going on in the family right now in here in America and with the Holy Father and everything. Some parts of this message here where Our Lady says, prayer may fulfill your life, witness of serving God in adoration and of your neighbor in need. And you've spoken about this before, about the role of the mother in the family, that there's mothers who will leave their family in need and go to church or they will not have fulfillment in their life, and it was the whole birth, of the whole women's liberation movement and everything. And do you think that there's a certain amount of context pertaining to the family in this message? There's, there's people who, for example, a spouse doesn't feel fulfilled in their life. Like Our Lady said today, prayer may fulfill your life. And then the witness of serving God in adoration and of your neighbor in need, well, who is the neighbor? Who's the closest neighbor except those who you live with, your children, your spouse. So there's a certain amount of context there that Our ladies may maybe speaking about. You just, you know, Our Lady is always in some way speaking about even events that are going on, not just in the world, but also in the church too. So this whole synod and the family that's going on right now, there's got to be a certain amount of context that she's speaking about in this message that maybe may not be being spoke about during the, the synod.
1: Well, the synod that's taking place, you're talking about New York?
0: It's Philadelphia, right.
1: Philadelphia, right. What's wrong with the church today? What's wrong in America today? What do you think it is? What's our aspirations? What do we look to? Who do we look to? That's my answer. Actually, that's my question to you. Who are we not looking to? There's no more heroes today. Think about that. Pope Francis said... I read that he spoke yesterday or today of four people. Abraham Lincoln, which you know what he did. Martin Luther King. Dorothy Day. And Thomas Merton. That's our heroes. Abraham Lincoln, yes, he did something. He did something great. But we have an exaggeration of heroes. Dorothy Day was mixing communism and Catholicism. I said they want to canonize her. For what? Thomas Merton was into mysteryism. And you tell me, Martin Luther King, yes, he was shot. We just had Matt McKinley change the name. Martin Luther King has hundreds of names of every highway in every city across this land. Exaggerate the importance of what these people stand for. I'm not speaking in context of Abraham Lincoln, but even still, that was still politically correct to use him because of slavery. We always got to mention these things. But what Martin Luther King did and what he stood for and what he stands for compared to St. Martin de Porres, another black, one the hundred on the scale. Martin Luther King's a one. St. Martin de Porres is a hundred. And he's counted out as a saint. People say, you can't say that about Martin Luther King. I can't? What did he do? Nothing compared to St. Martin. Then yeah, George Washington Carver helped blacks in many, many ways in the whole South. He was, he was offered $500,000 to go to work for Thomas Edison. He declined that. He didn't want to be in the limelight. He wanted to help his people. He invented the cotton gin and 300 other discoveries about peanut and how to use crops and farm that would make it easier on his people. You see, we've got their own aspirations. So we have a Martin Luther King whose model is out there marching and nothing else. St. Martin de Porce, who is out there showing to die for your God, live holy, be somebody, Holiness. And you got Dorothy Day, Thomas Merton. we got all the wrong people. We're looking for aspirations, not bringing anybody up but down and justifying what they're doing. I never hear anybody talk about Martin Luther King like that. But I don't see what he did compared to anything the forefathers did in this nation. Getting out there walking in five, four years of battle and war and suffering and difficulties Let's put it on a scale of 1 to 100 with George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, if you like. And we come with Martin Luther King, give him a holiday, and we change George Washington and Abraham Lincoln's holiday to President Day so we can have one more holiday. People don't realize what happened. That's how we got Martin Luther King's holiday. We got it because there was too many uh, federal holidays, so they changed Washington and Abraham Lincoln, called them all President's Day. This is revisionism because we don't want the kind of heroes that we need to have aspirations that will lift up people, lift up the blacks, lift up the whites, lift up all people, lift up holiness, people who had virtues, who really did do something. And so we're misguided. We're lied to. Through this revisionism, we have no heroes. Now they're talking about taking off the $20 bill uh, and the $10 bill, Adams and Jefferson, and put a woman on there. Susan B. Anthony, she did nothing compared to these people. One to a hundred, she's a one. Thomas Jefferson's a hundred. And taking Jefferson off, they want to put Rosa Parks on there. What'd she do? You may think it's hero as she did. One single thing didn't stand for a whole lot compared to what George Washington did. We've got misplaced heroes, exaggerated heroes that are way beyond the acts of whatever good they may have done. I'm not arguing a point. Did they do something good or bad? That's not the point. It's that we don't have the right aspirations for the right people, for the right cause, for what we need today. We need holiness. Dorothy Day was not holy in the way people think. She was a community organizer, just like Obama. She was an activist. And people lord and lord over Thomas Merton. Check his life out. I'm not judging him, I'm not condemning him, Martin Luther King, anybody else. All I'm saying is we have the wrong. Emphasis placed on people who really don't deserve the positions they are recognized for. But you know, the scripture says, "Those who the world loves are really not the people that will be standing out there in heaven." I guarantee you, Saint Martin de Porres and other people like him are exalted in a hundred position at the top. I don't know what happens after life and the judgment of people, but I can tell you, in this life, we're way off base. So our lady is showing us how to be heroes ourselves here. That's what she's here for. We're called to be the rescuers of the world. The Navy SEALs, they take on missions. We've read a lot about them. They're called to do something. They go in, they got the whole military behind them. On horse soldiers, when they first went to Afghanistan, six special for or 12 special forces went on horseback with laptops calling down bombs from fighter jets above they had the whole military ships off the shore whatever they needed these 12 people had seal team six whatever they wanted they had it they became the commander in chief and they said we need this they got it from the navy they got it from the marines they got it from the army whatever they need whatever weapons they had they could call it down So these six people had the whole military brass behind them when they went on a mission. And who are we? We have a lady giving us a message that said once, I am with the angels and saints praying before God for you. When you go on a mission, when you cross somebody's path and God's set that up where they're interested in what you have to say, you got all of heaven behind you. Do you realize the power a SEAL Team 6 has? That that's nothing compared to the power that what all he wants to give us? As our apostles, to act with and in Christ And the message she recently said that he will work through us and our words will be his words through us. She's not saying that to exaggerate it like all our heroes are that's put up in front of the world today and naming highways all over the place, like there's some kind of grandeur associated with this. It's not truthful. It's not honest. It's dishonest. But you can't say that. People say, oh, oh you're just against that person or whatever, or that race or whoever. What, say what you want to. I'm not politically correct. I'm not interested in being that. I'm interested in truth. Who are the real people? Who are those souls who lift up mankind? So go forth as heroes to claim your bounty of souls. You have the forces of heaven back in you.
3: When the waves are crashing down, pulling to
4: sorrow I will sail you back to shore when there are no more heroes over under near afar I'll be
2: to share something that uh, a friend of Medjugorje, actually, he was in France several years ago and uh, giving talks throughout France. And on one day, he was able to spend a day visiting Normandy. And that night, as he was speaking to the people who had come to listen to him, he was asked the question about, Uh, what he thought when he was in Normandy. And so this is part of the talk that he gave that night in answer to that question. And I felt it was appropriate to read it and share it, uh, especially in regards to what was just said and uh, with the song that was just played. We went to Normandy today, or the beaches of Normandy, to Omaha Beach, in the cemetery. And it is incredible there to me that out of 10,000 American soldiers... Every one of them was given one of two things. They either got a cross or they got the Star of David. Out of those 10,000 soldiers, it wasn't questioned whether they were Christian or not. They didn't wonder if they were going to church, whether they lived a good life. We as a culture knew they needed the cross, and most of those soldiers, even if they weren't going to church, wouldn't object to that. There is one way to salvation, and that is through the cross. We don't have to apologize for that. We, as Christians and Catholics, have vacated our position in the culture. Atheism doesn't have the same ground to stand on as we do. France is a Catholic country. The United States is a Christian nation, and we give this away. We stopped at a church today, Notre Dame of Bayou, and the historical records said that the state took this in 1905, I don't have the mentality of how you would just allow the state to take this. This is Christianity. This is our church. Just as we put crosses on every grave out there in Normandy and didn't ask them if they were believers or not, all non-believers need the cross. It is because Christians are vacating and rejecting the cross that God has allowed it to be taken from us. So this culture that is rejecting the cross is is going down. We don't have the fiber of the early Christians. We don't have the fiber of the Christians in the 40s. They could care less back then about your rejection of the cross if you didn't want it on the grave out there. You're going to get one. Am I saying force the cross on somebody? By no means. We have to live the Christian life in such a way that people will be embarrassed by rejecting the cross because of our holiness what we have lost is holiness. What swearer swore in front of Mother Teresa or cursed in front of her? Her holiness binded them. I saw President Clinton in Colorado with John, Pope John Paul II. John Paul was standing right here. President Clinton was standing right here. President Clinton is big time for abortion. John Paul was standing right in his presence, condemning abortion and the murder of the unborn. You know what Clinton was doing? He had his hands folded, real humble, and he was shaking his head yes. The light binded the darkness. We don't have to force the cross on somebody. We have to live Christianity to such a degree that they, don't, they won't dare come disagreeing with us. But they have the power because we live mediocre Christianity. Our Lady said on November twenty fifth, 1997, holy martyrs died witnessing, I am a Christian and love God over everything.
1: It's incredible that we have today these giants that are really heroes like John Paul, Mother Teresa and many others, and the martyrs, the Coptic Christians. And... While the Coptic Christians did a singular act of martyrism, we have so many people to look up to that lift us up, as you were saying earlier about the family. we not looking at, we don't have any aspirations to, to lift ourselves up. We're changing the heroes from who we should be looking to. Those who are overstated, and some even don't even qualify to be such, and we're unqualifying those who are such. So it's part of Satan's plans to do this, to misguide us, mislead us, to go in a direction that we shouldn't be going, the sports heroes, all these things. There are so many people that have arrived at an achievement of greatness that is beyond human capability except by divine grace. And the heroes in heaven are going to be those who are holy, those who have exalted for what they did on the earth. And so that's one thing that has to change. That's what I was here for. Nothing she says in the messages is to do something on an earthly level or the social level or social justice. Everything she's asking for is to virtue, holiness, prayer, goodness. You want to change things, you want to lift up a people, then you follow her messages. So we're lost, gravely lost in many, many ways as far as who we are. And we'll be going through this life, we'll be asking ourselves, we have people now today that are just skeptics. Skeptics in the sense that they don't even know that much about Jesus. They know that he's there, they know who he is. But where's the aspirations? I mean, I'm shocked that Pope Francis is picking out the people who he picked out.
0: How much of that, though, is him picking that out? Or how much of that is people around him?
1: Oh, it's the curtains of power. Who are, I mean, the whole climate change is curtains of power.
0: Right. I mean, you said that yesterday that you feel sorry or for him. Yeah, you said during the megonomics, you feel sorry for him because you, people around him are giving him the wrong information.
1: It's the same people who allowed Obama to invite the most reprobated, most perverted people in the mentalities to come to the dinner with Pope Francis. Those in the Catholic Church, which are the cardinals and the bishops, are the ones that fought for this. Did they have the courage to say, you're not going to do this? I knew this a week ago who was going to be attending this meeting. You can go reach researchers on Google, whatever you want to, and find out that Obama brought in everybody that's against everything the Pope would stand for for the dinner. I don't know what happened at that or what they did in the, in the dinner, but that news was out there two weeks ago. And so if I know it, and I'm nobody, certainly the bishops and the, the people in charge of this, the curtain of power did know it. Did they have the courage to say, Obama, he's not coming if you have these people coming. You want to bring him? We're, we are not going to show up. We'll be no show. That's courage. And that would take a stand. Better yet, send Francis there and say, this is who's going to show up. Oh, we're going to have a nun there. That nun is for abortion we're gonna have a priest there oh, I don't know if it's a bishop I think it was a priest who's for Bonnable saying that's okay we got another one which I won't speak about because kids are listening to this tonight and Francis could sit there and say are you for abortion Miss Nunn excommunicated right there on the spot do that that's what would make world headlines that would be heroic Francis would be already canonized just like they were saying about John Paul John Paul the Great in Vatican Square when he'd show himself. Can you imagine if Francis did that a couple of nights ago or last night, whenever the meeting was, and went to the priest and asked him in front of everybody, are you for abominable lifestyles? Are you saying this is okay? Yes, Holy Father. You're excommunicated right now. This is what we want. That's compassion. That's love. And rooting out sin. And say, when you change your mind, I'll get you renewed back into the church and lift the sex communication. That's what has to be done. And that is real love. And when you don't do it, it's not love. But that curtain of power is the full blame for this. So somebody is over 1.2 billion people are advised and they make the mistake of not checking certain things out themselves, that's what I would do. And I think that's what a hero would do. I think that's what Jesus Christ would expect. Oh, Jesus wouldn't do that? He forgave, and Francis could forgive right there on the spot. If they say, I'm going to rescind that and I'm not going to be for that, you're right. Okay, I'm not going to, to communicate you. I'm forgiving you. Well, go, go sin no more. Go no advocating for this sin no more, just like the adulteress. And so we have today skeptics. We have people that we're not convicting. And we're not convicting them because we're not living the word because we're in a famine of the word. And she have people out there wondering what's white, what's, what's black. And Jesus lived so long ago, you're going to be the witness that testifies the truth. Do you know why the Muslims are growing? Because they stand for something. They dominate with their faith and they dominate people's conviction over their conviction because they're stronger. If Francis did that, people would populate the Catholic church and he would lose people out of the Catholic Church. That's the purpose a sifting, to drive out. Jesus says, your peace is not ma- my peace. Not man's peace is my peace. I come with the sword to divide. Father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, father-in-law against the daughter-in-law. All these things, seven examples of division he gives in the family. Not just ex- ex- side through your next-door neighbor. So Our Lady, we're talking about right now with the Pope being here, all about this unity, all about this together. Our Lady is here to divide, to make oneness. Is that a hypocritical thing? Or maybe not a better word we'd say, is that a contradiction? No, you have to decide to be with Christ, to walk in the right way. And everybody needs to be pulled out of that so you can distinguish yourself not as a skeptic or on both sides, I don't know about this, I don't know about that. You've got to align yourself into oneness. She is uniting, but there is a separation just like when Jesus comes back the goes from the sheep. And right now is the time to gather all the sheep, bringing them in alignment, crossing denomination lines, that we are all on the same page. Not even in the same faith, but we're thinking the same. I'm aligned with some people that aren't Catholic more than I am with some people that are Catholic. That could be a Mormon. It could be a church Nazarene or somebody that even has morals and virtues but not so certain about God, but they align in the moral issues of the day. It's dividing time. And here we have everybody at 9-11 today doing all kind of prayers from every kind of faith, every kind of thing, and this is what they think they're going to do. And then they have the whole group of high school kids singing. What was they singing today? Some kind of, we are the world. That ain't going to work. Diversity is from the devil. It doesn't work. There's an alignment with truth and a misalignment of those who don't know how to discern truth. They think they have truth, but they don't. It's not a better than attitude. We go to these people. We go to their neighbors with mercy. We show them how we do that. And that's why the Muslims are growing. Because they're so strong in what they believe. They're convicting people even toward their error. Although they have some truth. Because every religion has some truth. So Francis, if he would have done that today, if he would have stood up, let me tell you what, there would be people tonight saying, I'm going to be a Catholic. I got a leader like that. I'm going to follow him. In fact, I was writing today for something for retooling. And in that quote, it talks about um, one of the soldiers in there saying when we, when we, they actually in the battle of the Six-Day War, they had a situation where the commander got shot. He was brought out of commission. The next one was killed. The next one was killed, like four or five of them. And he says, you don't know the anguish of soldiers who have want to fight, but they can't organize themselves because they don't have a leader at hand it's just even a weak leader at that point Is leading strongly, gives the soldiers the ability to shape and form a solution to the problems they have to be organized that would make them have the will and courage to go on fighting. It's not that we don't have the will and courage to fight. We can't fight. We're not even getting in a position to organize. Let's just play pretend today. Francis told these three people or four people, the reprobates, is this what you believe in? And you're Catholic? You're Catholic? Okay, you're Catholic and you believe that? Okay, you got an opportunity right now in front of everybody to rescind this and say, no, I'm against this and I won't do this no more. And if you're going to profess it, excommunication. I tell you what, you would have thousands of people converting and say, I'm going to be a Catholic. But we don't because we're water and we're weak and nobody wants to follow that. And so we have skeptics. We have many people. Actually, I heard somebody today say I'm Catholic. My wife was seven day Adventist. It took me twenty years to convert to Catholicism in two thousand eleven. Then he says, But you know what? This makes me want to leave the church. Makes me want to start looking for another church. Why? Because of weak actions and leadership. And there's nobody to blame but the bishops. And that curtain power and Francis who's managing this whole situation. How tragic and how sorry.
5: Well, if that's really so, then why'd you have to do it so long ago? Hey, Jesus, what's the good news? Cause I read the paper and it gave me the blues. If you're ready. Got a lot to prove. Hey Jesus, it's up to you.
1: I don't believe in things I can't see. Hey Jesus. Show yourself to me. They say you walked on water. Well, if that's really so, why did you have to do it so long ago? How appropriate, how perfect for the message today. You will be a sign for those who are far from God. You're the Jesus that people need to see. But he said, witnesses, of serving God in adoration, and of your neighbor in need. We are the miracle. We are the wonder of God. Not because we are, but because it is the moment, it is the time, that Jesus is going to show himself through the intercession of his mother to those who think he lived long ago, that thus say he lives in us now and want to be that way. Oh, how I wish I would have done anything for Francis to save these three souls and however many other reprobates are there by saying these questions I raised a minute ago and forgive them on the spot or excommunicate them. That's love. That's leadership. Oh, what a wonderful thing to be tomorrow with the headlines. It's a fantasy spiritually. But if they don't do it, if the bishops don't do it, the powers that be don't do it, who will? You will. Fulfill your life. Each day, you little children will be, above all, witnesses of serving God in adoration and your neighbor in need. And A said long ago, you will see miracles in your everyday life. She hasn't given you the cognition, the purification, the trading of everything now just to not use you. That's why she's bringing the Holy Spirit. The more we degradate into nothingness, weak leadership, and the void that we see in the church, I mean, the, we got a schism brewing right now To weakness. But who's going to be the strength of the church? Who will renew the church? It will be the apostles of Our Lady, trained through Medjugorje, who will become the church. And we will move into the church and take it over. That's the plan. That's what the song says. Have you got a plan? What is the plan? Hey, Jesus, what's the plan? The plan is Our Lady. And she's coming here to make heroes. And what you do with your life is a life that you write a song with. So one day your song will be over and you're going to turn to dust. But what will your words be of how you lived in the song of your life? The Bible tells us that every word is recorded. So what will your song say? Will you be a hero? Will you be somebody who lived for something? Or if not, will you be forgotten? Or you'll be exaggerated? So it is. We have to start looking at our latest words and realize we're called to greatness, to be heroic.
6: The dirt and the gravel Through the years and the miles Every road that you travel Through the tears and the smiles Through the clear and the muddy Through the thick and thin The quiet nights The howling wind Through the good and the ugly, the blue and the black To the ends of the earth, to the moon and back Through all of the words, the mean and the kind Strings that unravel and the ties that bind. From the crazy and the different to the more of the same. From the coast is clear to a hurricane. Yeah, I'll be right beside you on the roller off the track. ends of the earth
1: It is our lady who's with us to the bitter and the sweet, the cold and the fire. You can count on her to say to you, I'm going to love you. She's relaying a message to us there's nothing she won't do to save us even if it means to go into the moon and back. So contemplate tomorrow the moment of apparitions, the beauty that comes to the earth That this is a limit. It'll be over one day. Are you doing everything you can to respond to her call? We wish you a lady. We love you. Good night.
0: This ends the Radio Wave show with a friend of Metrogoria. To listen or download free, go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com. Go to the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. You can also order the show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.